0: Hello, welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host, Matt Roberts, as always, and we are going to continue in our bite-sized chunks to study the Come Follow Me materials for this week. We're looking at February the twenty-fourth to March the first, Second Nephi chapters twenty-six to thirty, a marvelous work and a wonder. We are moving on into Second Nephi twenty-six to twenty-seven. What is the book mentioned in these chapters? Um, there is a lot to get through with this, and it'll probably take two episodes. Because uh, upon studying this in, in the actual Book of Mormon, with the book, with the Scripture Plus uh, study app uh, and other resources that are available, there is just so much to delve into about this book that was brought forth as a result of this prophecy. Let's begin first of all with what this prophecy is. Uh, it is often assumed that the that this prophecy of um, the book that shall speak forth as from as if it was the dust, from the dust. Um, with a familiar spirit. Um, and then this book that is later taken to learned men who say, I cannot read a sealed book. It is often assumed that this is a, a direct prophecy from Isaiah. But upon closer inspection, when we look in Isaiah 29, there are elements that are quoted throughout Second Nephi 26 to 27. It isn't like the previous chapters of Isaiah where we have... A, Very much direct quotes. Every now and then the odd word or phrase is different, but it is clearly a direct quote from Nephi about the words of Isaiah. But this is instead Nephi's words, Nephi's prophecy, um, but utilising the words of Isaiah to uh, enhance and support that prophecy, I suppose. Um, Book of Mormon Central uh, did a know-why about this. Number 52, why does Nephi use um, Isaiah 29 as part of his prophecy and his own prophecy. And I think that it's important for us to recognize that, you know, unlike sometimes we think these are not direct quotes from Isaiah. It's an an example of Nephi utilizing the words of Isaiah to uh, give evidence and support to the prophecy that he is receiving. Uh, and this is not something that's different or new. Uh, it's something which we even see today, and I'll talk about that in a moment. But understanding that Isaiah 29 and f- in particular 2 Nephi 27 are distinct and separate is important. Firstly, it clarifies the interpretation of Isaiah 29 as a prophecy about uh, the fall of, and restoration of Jerusalem specifically. Isaiah perhaps didn't was not as aware as we would in, envisage from the Thinking that he had given the words for the prophecy of Second Nephi twenty-seven about the Book of Mormon, about its laying down in the ground, about its bringing forth in the last days, he was he was prophesying specifically about a a period more um, close to him or more more aware to him. Uh, but Nephi, like we do today, used the the, the prophecies to liken them to some. Um, instruction and, and guidance that he was given specifically for his people involving the Book of Mormon. Uh, also, assuming that Nephi is giving a more, um, is, well, it says in the Book of Mormon Central, um, know why. Instead of assuming that Nephi is giving a more accurate version of Isaiah 29, it can be understood that he's adapting what he saw, uh, in his own vision, uh, to what Isaiah said. So it isn't a case of us stating that the, the, the copy or the version of Isaiah 29 that we think is in second Nephi 27 is a more correct version. That isn't the case. It's the case that Nephi is drawing heavily upon the words from Isaiah 29 to support and enhance and explain the visions and revelations that he has received uh, so that we do not fall into that trap of stating to others that this is a more correct version when actually that is not the case. Also at point, it means that Isaiah's prophecy uh it it was Nephi's prophecy that was fulfilled when Martin Harris took his visit to Charles Anton and other scholars, rather than it being a fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy. Uh, And finally, it also, as I've said already, gives us the idea of likening the scriptures and shows another demonstration of how we can liken scriptures to our own situation. Um, We see this actually very often, I would say in general conference talks and other places like this, we see um, prophets and apostles today Using the words of the scriptures within the texts of their own general conference talks, again to support and strengthen and give power of the spirits to the words that they are saying. When you go, go, go I would invite you, if you're not if you're not aware of this, to go back to a general conference talk uh, from maybe the last conference and just have a look to see the words that are said. Now, obviously, um, some some in some cases they, they say it says in this scripture this. But in some cases, they speak using the words from scripture within their own kind of language, uh, and it just adds that kind of authority and power to what they're saying. One famous example of this is when Elder Bruce R. McConkie bore his final testimony uh, days before he passed away, and he said, "I shall use my own words, though you may think they are the words of scripture." So you know he drew upon the words of scripture, but he said them as they he said they were his words also, that he felt of that same. Um, relation to them. Uh, in, so we'll actually dive into the actual Book of Mormon contents today. So 2 Nephi 26, 16 talks about how um, there will be, well, I'll read the verse. It says, For those who shall be destroyed shall speak unto them out of the ground, and their speech shall be low out of the dust, and their voice shall be one that as one that have a familiar spirit. So this phrase, familiar spirit, has a couple of um, applications to it. Uh, it can mean familiar because they are known uh, that the words from the Book of Mormon are similar to the Bible. Uh, they teach of Christ, they preach of Christ, and so on. Uh, so that could indicate why they are familiar. Um, but the word familiar has another uh, meaning to it as well. Um, the Hebrew word for f- familiar spirits that we find in Isaiah 29.4 four. Uh, also denotes the spirit of a deceased person. So it indicates that it's a message from someone who has passed on and lived before us and is not here any longer, which of course, again, applies to the Book of Mormon uh, in those in both of those two ways. This um, kind of explanation of the Book of Mormon coming forth in the last days continues into verse 17 of 26, which says, For thus saith the Lord God, they shall write the things which shall be done un- among them, and they shall be written and sealed up in a book. And those who have dwindled in unbelief shall not have them, for they seek to destroy the things of God. Um, Brandt Gardner, who wrote um, a book called Book of Mormon Minute, which I've um, quoted and shared from a few times from different uh, episodes, uh, talks about this. Uh, he says that this, the fact that it uh, will be out from the dust uh, appears to indicate that, again, Nephi is using more analogy and words from Isaiah to further liken this uh, to the Book of Mormon that it shall be um, as those that spoke spoke from the dust and that um, they shall be written up and sealed, which of course Isaiah talks about in his uh, prophecy as well. Uh, So again, further likening of what Isaiah spoke about uh, to Nephi, what he has seen about this book and this record that will come forth Of course, by this stage, if you haven't uh, recognised the answer to the question, what is the book mentioned in these chapters, it is referring to the Book of Mormon. Uh, But in 2 Nephi 27, we're going to jump ahead a chapter now, uh, there's some more um, things that are said which apply even further to this sacred record. In verse 11, it says, and the day cometh that the words of the book which were sealed shall be read upon the housetops. They shall be read by the power of Christ, and all things shall be revealed unto the children of men, which ever have been among the children of men, and which ever will be, even until the end of unto the end of the earth. Um, Russell M. Nelson uh, said this about the Book of Mormon, about it teaching the the true doctrine and dispelling false doctrine. He said, quote, the Book of Mormon both illuminates the teachings of the master and exposes the tactics of the adversary. The Book of Mormon teaches true doctrine to dispel false religious traditions, such as the erroneous practice of performing infant baptisms. The Book of Mormon gives purpose to life by urging us to ponder the potential of eternal life and never ending happiness. The Book of Mormon shatters the false beliefs that happiness can be found in wickedness and that individual goodness is all that is required to return to the presence of God. It abolishes forever the false concepts that revelation ended with the Bible and that the heavens are sealed today. Close quote. So many things we learn and we understand and are able to apply to our lives today um, because of the Book of Mormon, uh, which is you know a fantastic blessing for us in these days. Um You know, and I think that we would do well to remember the question and words from President uh, Russell M. Nelson about what would our life be like without the Book of Mormon, um, which I believe was the name of the talk that he gave, which that quote was from. Um, There are so many things that we have today and understand today because of that sacred record. And without it, we would, many of us would believe that the heavens were closed, that man does not speak to man, uh, God that does not speak to man, which is a great blessing for us. This is just the beginning. Uh, Tomorrow, we're going to talk a bit more about the Book of Mormon, how the voices within it are indeed multiple authors, and there's some some fascinating evidence for that. Uh, So I'm I'm excited to share that with you, but also the whole episode of sharing the characters with Charles Anton and other scholars and how that was also prophesied. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the study today. If there's anything you've been studying, I'd again love to hear it at Matt S. Roberts 90 on Twitter, or email ldsstudysession at gmail.com, or please just join us on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Uh, it's great to see some people sharing some things on there, and if you could join us, you can see what they are saying, and add your voice to the, uh, to the words that are being written as well. Thank you very much for your time, and until we meet again.